You're listening to Second Breaks. This is episode number 85. Hello, hello, my friend. Welcome to another episode of Second Breaks, where we explore all the ways that you can make a career move in today's changing world of work. My name is Lou Blazer, your host and a fellow Second Breaker, and I'm so grateful that you are here, that you're tuning in today, allowing me to be a part of your week, even if it's just for a few minutes. I know, I know this is a privilege, and I never, ever take this for granted. So thank you so much. So if you have um, been listening to the podcast or following sort of what I say in the interwebs, you know that I talk about the importance of developing your big picture when you're planning your career move. I talk about big pictures quite a bit, actually. And really, I consider this the most important first step because your big picture gives you the sense of direction. And I often liken it to like you're putting in your, using your GPS, your big picture is your end destination. And there may be various routes, many different ways that can take you to your end destination. But first, you must figure out what your there is. Otherwise, GPS isn't going to be able to help you, right? So developing your big picture, really fleshing that out, articulating it, as far as I'm concerned, is the most important first step. But then what happens after you've come up with your big picture? What do you do with it, right? And most importantly, what if your big picture doesn't directly or clearly lead you to your next step? That's what we're going to talk about in today's episode. Now, before we dive into this topic, I first want to let you know that the Unthriving Network is going to be reopening its doors to new members in just a few days. So I'm really excited about this. What is the Unthriving Network, you ask? Let me tell you. Unthriving is an all-in-one resource for folks who are making a career move. First, it is a training program. Inside Unthriving, you'll have access to the Confident Pivot. The Confident Pivot is a five-part framework that helps you Decide your career move, make decisions, choose the strategy that best suits you, and develop your game plan. Second, End Thriving is a mentoring service. You'll get one-on-one support on your career move throughout the year. So you'll get support as you go through the framework and even long after you've completed the framework. And most importantly, as you go about it, right? As you start really implementing it or executing the steps. Third, Unthriving is a professional network and community where you can develop relationships, critical relationships with other professionals across diverse industries and specialities that can help you with your career going forward. Unthriving is a membership network and there are other benefits to your membership in addition to the ones I've just mentioned. You can learn more about it when you go to anthriving.net. And while you're there... It's a, it's, it may be a good idea for you to add your name to the wait list because it's not going to be open. The registration isn't going to be open for a long time. It's only going to be open for a few days. So if you add your name to the wait list, you're going to hear about it as soon as the door opens. So again, andthriving.net 
or you can just go to the show notes for this episode and you'll find the link there as well. The show notes for this episode is secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 85. Okie dokie, let's get back to today's topic. Okay, so you have your long-term vision, your big picture for your career and your professional life. You've done the work, you've developed it. That is great. Now, depending on how specific your ambitions are, your big picture can lead you directly to your next steps. For example, you might say that your ambition is to be a nurse. Clearly, that is a very specific career objective. Your next steps can be easily identified. You may still have questions and doubts about it, but by and large, you know what you want to go after. You want to be a nurse, so you can even imagine already what your next steps are going to be like. But just as often, I've seen big pictures that are effective in providing the direction, although it is rather open-ended when it comes to your career path or next steps. For example, you might say, I don't know exactly what I want to do, but I want it to be in the healing profession, or I want to be involved or working around helping others feel better about themselves, get better, you know, things like that. So you kind of have an idea about generally what you want to be doing, but you're not exactly sure yet about what specifically that might be. So in the example, I want to be in the healing profession or I want to help others feel and get better. That can be any number of things, right? You may be talking about a career as a dietitian or as a social worker, a therapist. You can pursue a career in health coaching. And of course, you can pursue a career as a nurse or a physician assistant. So as you can tell, there are many different ways of getting there. Any of these examples or any of these possible options, in theory, will lead you to your big picture of being in a healing profession, right? Or wanting to help others feel and grow better and get better. But what is the right path for you to pursue is a question. So we work on this in detail in one of the sections of the Confident Pivot Framework, which all members of the Ant Thriving have access to. But I want to give you a summary of the key steps today in case you are in this situation. So I want to talk about three sort of major buckets of steps, right? First, you want to lean into your advantages. And I'll talk about advantages in a second, but first, as a principle for career pivots, the best pivots start from and leverage your advantages. And here we're talking about two kinds of advantages specifically. Um, the first group of advantages are your skills, your experiences, and your innate talent. So you want to think about what you are good at, what you bring to the table, your superpowers, some might say it. So here, relevant technical skills are, of course, a huge advantage, right? These are the things that you have learned in school or developed over time, honed through your experiences, that kind of stuff. So relevant technical skills. But also, and sometimes more importantly, soft skills. Because soft skills are the ones that are easily transferable across different fields of work 
different industries, different lines of work. This is particularly significant if you are looking to make a career change and that you want to get into a new field of work where you may not have deep experience or even training yet. So what you want to do is you want to make a list. You want to ask yourself, what are my strengths? What is my superpower or what are my superpowers? Where do I excel? And again, think about technical skills and soft skills. Now, as you draw up your list, you may find that you're beginning to get ideas or you might find uh, yourself feeling strongly about where you might want to take your career, which path might be more interesting for you to take uh, that will allow you to shine uh, with your strength areas. So that's your first group of advantages, your strengths, your, your strengths, your skills, your experiences, right? Your innate talent. The second group of advantages are your existing connections. And this is often something that we don't consider, but if you think about it, our relationships are one of our assets. So you want to think about your relationships as assets in this particular case. Think about your relationships, both professional and social, and see where those connections may lead you. Can you see a possible path that your network or connections might help you pursue? So again, think about your relationships broadly, list them out, see if there are patterns, see where they may lead you naturally. Now, leveraging your strengths is a good starting point. But I want to emphasize that it is only a starting point. One thing that you want to be aware is that leaning into your advantages is a good practice as you make a pivot because you always want as much as possible to start from a position of strength. But only thinking about your existing advantages may also be limiting because your existing advantages can point you to options that are only within your current field of expertise. And by thinking that way, you may be inadvertently discouraging yourself from making a change. So again, this is a good starting point, but you don't want to stop there. And this is actually a good segue to the next step. All right, so let's move on. So again, the first step is lean into your advantages. Second, you want to really understand your desired work style. Now, all of us have a preferred work style and lifestyle. And if you've been working any number of years, you know, or maybe you may not have thought about it and may not have articulated it clearly, but you have your conditions for success. We all have conditions for success. We all have conditions where we shine or perform our best. Although, like I said, we may not always frame it that way, but this is true. Smooth career pivots take these conditions into account. You don't want to ignore these or wars unintentionally go against your grain. So you don't want to be like, if you know that you perform best in, you know, a set of conditions, you don't want to inadvertently be creating the opposite conditions as you make your pivot, right? Because, uh, you know, you're going to make it harder for yourself if you do it that way. So how do you identify your conditions for success? 
Um, I have some questions for you to to consider. First question: How do you like to work? You know, do you, do you like working in teams, in collaborative group settings? Do you prefer focused, solitary work? That kind of stuff. Um, so, where do you, how do you like to work? Is the best first question. So, think about that. Which type of condition of working allows you to perform your best? Second, who do you want to work with? Right? Who do you want to work with? What types of people would you rather spend your working time with, or do you like spending your your working time with? So, do you like spending time with? Uh, or working with creatives, with business folks, with corporate types? Do you prefer working with, you know, individuals or teams of people, right? So who do you want to work with? Um, You might also even in this particular question, you might also think in terms of like industry. So uh, I know a guy who has developed a uh, particular app for for real estate brokers um he was a tech guy and so he developed this particular app for real estate brokers there's a long story so i'm gonna cut to the chase here but lo and behold when we were talking he just realized that he doesn't even like spending time with um real estate brokers he doesn't like the topics why how in the world he he got himself to develop this app i is another you know, topic altogether or story altogether. But he just realized that he he painted himself into a corner because he created a product that in order for it to sell or in order for it to be successful, he'd need to be spending time with uh, and talking about topics he doesn't really want to be talking about, right? So he painted himself and made it harder basically for himself. So anyway, that is a, you know, probably a very unique <laughs> and extreme case, but, you know, it's worth thinking about who you want to work with. Third question, where do you want to work or where do you like working, right? So do you like working in an office, that kind of office structure, right? You prefer working from home? Do you like to be location independent where you're not going to the same office all the time or you could travel? Maybe you'd rather be traveling and that you want your work to allow you to do the traveling or you want your work to facilitate you're traveling. So you want uh, your work to, you want travel to be a part of your work, right? So think about that. Where do you want to work, right? And then uh, fifth question, how do you prefer to grow? How do you prefer to grow? How do you prefer to learn? Do you like it to be, do you like, like structured training, that kind of thing, like training? Do you like structured formal education, that kind of stuff? Or would you rather be growing experientially um, where you get thrown into situations and then you learn as you perform, you learn as you, you go, right? And then uh, how many questions have we gone so far? Four so far, right? So where, how, do you, how do you like to work? Who do you want to work with? Where do you want to work? How do you prefer to grow? And then the fifth question is, where do you want to grow? Where do you want to grow? And here it's more around topics or areas of specialization that you want to grow into, right? Uh, and so think think about you know, what topics interest you that you'd want to develop some kind of mastery in or 
maybe expand your, your level of expertise in if you already know something about it. Uh, or, you know, what skills do you want to really hone in or develop or excel at? So where do you want to grow? Right. So those, those are the five questions that I'd suggest that you ask yourself, you think about it to really understand your desired work style. And then bonus step here. Um, after you thought about those, you could also visualize if you're into visualization or you like visualization, um, visualize a day, a day in a life of, you know, a working, a, a, a working day where you're in your uh, ideal sort of work environment after you've answered these questions. How might that day look like that incorporates these things that you uh, thought about? Okay. All right. So moving on to the third step, um, after you have made a list of your advantages, consider that after you have really taking the time to understand your desired work style. The next thing that you want to do, the third step, is to develop some initial hypotheses and test those things out. Now, at this point, after you've worked or you've done the steps in, you've done the work in steps one and two, you may have already figured out a, a career path or a career option. Something might have already inspired you or motivated you to pursue. But if it still isn't crystal clear yet, then what you want to do is go ahead and identify your top two or three possible options based on the work that you've done in steps one and two. And here, you don't want to go more than three because your next step is to test these options. So you can test a lot of stuff or, you know, you're going to run out of time and you're going to, your focus is going to be spread out. So what you want to do is be deliberate and focus on the top two or three in your options list. Sometimes, you know, I know that just saying, oh my God, I'm going to eliminate things. I'm just going to focus on top two is challenging for some. I know, but really do your best, right? And, and maybe think about it in terms of you're not eliminating, you're just focusing on the first two initially, right? So you can test those options. So going back to our earlier example, where you're thinking that your big picture is that you want to be in the healing profession. Let's say that after the work that you've done in steps one and two, you have figured that your most desired paths are either to pursue a career as a nurse or as a physician's assistant, but you're not sure exactly which one's best for you or which one would you really want to pursue. So your next step is to test these up ideas out so you can refine your options. The only way to move forward with our ideas, even when we don't know all the answers, which we can never really know all the answers, um, or when, you know, especially when we're still unsure about things, the only way to move forward is to be comfortable with making some assumptions and testing those assumptions out, right? And I always say, you know, every decision that we make is based in some form or other on assumptions. There is always assumptions um, embedded in our decisions because it's impossible to know everything, right? So even if we've considered everything, even if we've 
thought about everything and analyzed everything. The reality is we don't really know. At best, we have we have an informed guess. We have a you know a decision based on solid analysis of available data, right? At that point, but still, it's an assumption. So, what you want to do is test those assumptions. Now, as it regards as it relates to career moves, common assumptions include um, your level of interest in a career path. We assume that we are going to be interested in pursuing something or we're going to really love something, but that's an assumption if you've not done that before, right? So that's an assumption that you want to test your level of interest in a career path. You have assumptions around what the work is about. If you've not done this before, if you've just been observing, uh, maybe you, you know someone who's doing this and, but you've not really lived it or worked it. You have assumptions about what that work is about. You have assumptions about your fit, with that type of work, right? How it fits you, yourself, your sense of who you are, right? How you may or may not be qualified. You have assumptions about how tough or how easy it may be to achieve it or, you know, if making a career change or breaking into this field, um, you know, you may, you may have assumptions about how easy it may be to make that change, right? And so we have these assumptions when we make decisions about our next steps, about our career. But that's okay. It's it's more than okay. It's actually expected, right? Because what you want to do is test these assumptions. And the reason why you want to test the assumptions, your assumptions, is so that you can make decisions as you move along. And most importantly, so you can make iterative adjustments to your plan, right? And this, my friend, is the secret to making a confident pivot, even when you're not 100% sure or confident about your path yet, is to be able to make decisions based on some assumptions, knowing what those assumptions are, and then testing those assumptions and adjusting your course along the way. That is the secret, right? Because if you're waiting to know everything, if you're waiting to for that point in time where you're 100% sure, I will tell you, you're going to be waiting for a really long time and you're going to be stuck and you're not going to be happy because you're not moving any closer to your big picture. Okay. So I have studied career pivots for a while and I've interviewed hundreds of folks who have made career pivots across different professions. And one thing that I know for sure is that there isn't one quote unquote right way. There isn't one right way. Career pivots are personal, right? It, it's, it's very much dependent on the person who's doing it. The, the combination of experiences and training and priorities and values and ambitions. It's very unique to the person who's making the pivot. But there are common patterns that we can glean from those who have already done this before. And so that we can adopt those common patterns or, you know, at least be aware of them so that we can make our own pivots as smooth as possible, right? So today we've covered several of those common patterns. And um, I want you to think about those three steps that we think we talked about and try and apply those if you're in the situation of, oh, you know, I, I kind of know where I want to go, but I don't know exactly, you know, what I want to do specifically. 
right? So think about those steps that we talked about today. And remember that your big picture is your end destination. There can be many ways or more than one route to get there. And don't get frustrated that you don't know. Instead, try and feel excited about the discovery, discovering your best path forward because you have a choice. And that's really the most exciting part, right? You have a choice. You can decide what, you know, your path is going to be like. You can decide which way you're going to get there. This about wraps it up for this week's episode, my friend. I hope you found this useful. You will find the show notes at secondbreaks.com forward slash episode 85. And remember to add your name to the wait list to hear about the Ant Thriving Network or as soon as the doors open for registration. It's going to open in a few days. So um, put your name on the wait list to hear about it. Can I ask you a favor, my friend? If you like this podcast and you're a frequent listener, I would so appreciate it if you would give it a rating on iTunes. Your review really, really helps. And also, I would so appreciate it if you'd tell your friends about the podcast as well. If you'd share it, it would be tremendous help for me. Thank you. Speaking of friends, I'd love for us to connect on Facebook or Instagram if you happen to hang out in these places. You can find me at Second Breaks across the social media land. Or if you have any questions about the topic that we talked about today or any of the topics that we talked about on Second Breaks, you can email me directly at secondbreaks.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you so much for listening and being with me for a few minutes today. I cannot wait to chat with you again next week. I will be back with a new guest with an inspiring story to help you get motivated to move forward with your career goals. It is time, my friend. It is time to step into the future that you want. In the meanwhile, keep on making your debt, my friend. Cool beans.